Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oh, Hey, hey, Michigan Maniacs. This is the Michigan Football Rant, and I am your host, Adam Brewer. Before we get into this episode, I just want to go over a little housekeeping. All right, guys? Um, Right now, you'll find me on Instagram and uh, Facebook. I'm also going to be way more active now on YouTube. I've been hinting at some things, and I'm finally narrowed it down to what I want to do. So I want to break it down to you right now. Uh, On YouTube... I will be downloading all reaction episodes from here on out. You guys seem to be loving every reaction episode I put out and every quick hitter episode I put out are off the charts, both of them. So I will start with reaction episodes and I will probably start putting quick hitters on there as well. Um, fantastic. The response you guys have been giving me lately is off the charts. I just want you guys to know. I really, really appreciate your support. So with that, go to um, you, uh, YouTube and like and subscribe. And also go to Spotify and leave a star review. Uh, hopefully it's a five-star review. Follow there as well. And hit me up on the DM and I will send you new stickers. And I have wrist bracelets. The ones that old Lance Armstrong used to have. But they are blue with the Michigan Maniac uh, on it. And let's face it, this is the football rant, but we are all Michigan Maniacs. I will do that for free. You just got to hit me up, let me know where I need to send them, and I will do it for just simply thanking you for supporting me. Also, if you go to um, Spotify in the bio, you can hit uh, the voicemail voicemail mondays is going to be a thing please leave your voicemail and i will create a whole episode around whatever voicemails i get if i don't get any voicemails it'll continue just be ask me anything either way i'm hoping that you guys get involved i want to be more uh retro i want to be more active with you guys okay also you go to the bio in spotify and you can support this podcast for a mere four ninety nine a month. I think there's three options: ninety nine cents, four ninety nine, and nine ninety nine. Either one, I really don't care. Either one you want, you go ahead and support this podcast, and it will allow me to buy shirts, hats, and all the other stickers and uh, bracelets that I can pay for. That's all I want to do is just give back to the maniac society that has been so good to me. So I appreciate you guys. Go through all this. If you can, let me know, and I will give back to you as much as I possibly can. Thank you so much for being the greatest audience ever. I mean, you guys have been fantastic. Um, To me, you always be the silent majority. There's a few of you I hear from constantly, but the numbers have just been increasing, and it is fantastic. It is getting to the point 
Um, it's getting to the point where we are almost pre-COVID numbers, and that's exciting. And I have only you to thank. So thank you very much, guys. Once again, go to YouTube. Go to Spotify. Like and subscribe on both. Leave a review on both. Hit me up on the DMs, and I will send you new stickers and new rubber bracelets. You go and support me on the bio in Spotify. Pick any one of the three that is off, that is offered, and I will also send you a hat. Once the, the new hats come out, I want you to pick which one, and I will send them out. I just want to make... You guys happy. That's all I want to do. So I hope we can just crush it. And I hope you love this week's episode. Oh, wow. This is the reaction episode. The Big Ten Championship game. Purdue. Wow. Before we get into this. Please go to my YouTube, my, uh, go to the YouTube, uh, like, and subscribe, go to Apple podcasts, give a five star review and then give a review, right? Right. And then go to Spotify, give a five star, uh, review there as well. Also, if you want to support this podcast, I highly recommend you do because in my opinion, it's the best. My mother said so. It's just the way it goes. All right. Even my pops low key loves it. Um, <laughs> go go to the little link, Spotify. Hit support. There's like a few different ways you can support this this podcast. I think I even put like a a fifty <laughs> fifty cents a month or something like that. All I really want is that you guys support the podcast so I can make stuff and use that money to create things so I can give them away for free. That's all I want to do. I want to give you good stuff so you can be supporting the podcast. That's all I want. So let's get into this, by the way. This is <laughs> pretty fantastic. What a day. What a fantastic, fantastic day this has been. Oh. <sighs> Wow. First of all, I want to give Purdue all the credit in the world. They were the best, and I will say this again. They were the best Big Ten team we played all season long. Now, think of all the teams we played in the Big Ten. They were the, the best Big Ten team we played all season long. Offensively, defensively, the best. Big Ten team we've played all season long. I mean, might be the best quarterback-wide receiver combo we've seen all season. O'Connell and Charlie Jones, unstoppable. I got to give it to him. That was impressive. Uh, O'Connell, I mean, off his brother's death, which is heartbreaking. I don't know if I could do anything if I lost any of my brothers, and I have four of them. I don't know if I could do, if I lost one of them, I, I, I couldn't even function. But this cat loses his big brother, goes out, beats Indiana, their rival. I mean, Indiana, but still, 
has a great game against their rival. Rivalry game is always important. And then goes into the Big Ten title game and throws for 366 yards. Now, two interceptions, no touchdowns, but still... It's not his fault Michigan fucking built the big blue wall around the end zone. It's not his fault. Unbelievable effort by O'Connell. I mean, seriously, unbelievable effort. Kudos to that young man. And then Charlie Jones is a dog. A dog. Holy crap. What did he have today? This guy was... uh, Oh, I I don't even, well over, what was that? Oh, 13 catches for 162. I mean, better than any Ohio wide receiver we've even seen in the last two years, I think. I mean, they were making comparisons to every white uh, wide receiver that's ever gone through New England. But the one they forgot was the great white hope, uh, Cooper Cup. And that's what this cat reminds me of, is straight-up Cooper Cup. Unbelievable. I mean, the best wide receiver in the Big Ten, I would assume. Marvin Harrison, who? I know it ain't Marvin Harrison Jr. I know that for a fact. That's Charlie Jones. Uh, Now that I'm done trolling both Purdue and um, uh, the Ohio University, um, let's get into actually what happened here. Still, actually not really trolling Purdue because they did. They came to play. They were ready to go, and they gave us everything they had. But what we saw tonight was what we should expect for the next couple years, right? Young Michigan Wolverine players making big plays when big plays needed to be made. J.J. McCarthy in the last two games – Seven touchdowns in the last two games. He had he had what? F- let's see, three against the Ohio University. Oh no, he had four against the Ohio University and three tonight. He had seven, seven touchdowns in the last two games. The two biggest games of the year. Edwards three touchdowns in the two biggest games of the year. Will Johnson, two interceptions tonight. Maybe out of, okay, so there are two numbers in in Michigan lore that mean anything, right? And if you've been a Michigan fan for a long time, you know which numbers I'm getting ready to say. The number one and then the number two. Number one being an offensive thing from Derek Alexander uh, to... Um, Braylon Edwards, to just name any of the, the great number ones who have ever worn the number. And then the number two. And there's only been one other number two. Right? Me, for me, personally, I love Ty Law. But also, Charles Woodson was my good dog. I loved him. But still, number two, Charles Woodson. You know who's just said, I'm matching your energy, old Charlie Wood? is our man, Will Johnson. I think after tonight, you can make a strong, a strong case that Will Johnson is the best cornerback that Michigan football has. Now, compare that to the number one who is currently wearing that, Andrew Anthony. 
Not so much. Now, if Andro wants to wear like number 86, number 9, like 86 for Mario and Manningham, could maybe live that up. Number 9, I think that was Mercury Morris. Still a very good wide receiver. Mercury Morris and Amani Toomer, some of the best wide receivers we've had at Michigan. If Andro can just live up to either 9 or 18, I'd be happy with that. Take off the one. Let's just wait another year or two. He's probably going to transfer at the end of the year. I can't imagine he sticks around. But if he does stick around and he does want to redeem himself, let's take off the number one. Right? Let's just do that. And let's give some respect to the number one. All right? Like Will Johnson's doing to the number two. (coughs) Amazing game today. I just was 100% just um, so impressed with how Michigan played. And I mean, let alone, let's face it, we are the best second half football team in America at this point. I mean, uh, 14-13 going into half. We're kind of like, uh, uh, oh my God, what was his name? Anyways, I was going to say a boxer's name. It's one of the, oh my God. I can't believe, okay, just so you know, I got home from work tonight, and I started uh, drinking a little bit. So, Money Mayweather, that's it. Boom. Money Mayweather, there we go. I just need a little bit of time for my brain to kick in past the alcohol and no food. Booyah, here we go. Money Mayweather. He's Our team is kind of like Money Mayweather as boxing. He fills you out in the like the first couple rounds. He's like, okay, this is what this guy does. Okay, he does this. He does that. <coughs> Let's measure him out. Okay, his punches come at this speed. I can move here. I can move there. And then he takes you into deep water, and then he beats you in the late rounds. He never knocks you out. He's never going to knock you out, right? But Mayweather always wins. And he always pulls you into deep water. And you always fall for it every time. And that's what Michigan is. We fill you out in the first half. We're like, okay, well, okay, we call these these offensive pass, or we call these offensive plays. How does your defense react? Okay, you act like this, you do this. Okay, boom. So we have an idea how we need to attack you on this one. And now I'm sure every team does this, right? But we're the best at it. Our defense comes up, bang, does the same thing. We are the Money Mayweather of football teams now i know some people aren't going to like that guy because of who he is fine but you can't contest that that dude is one of the best boxers that's ever boxed in boxing history and that's what we are right now we are one of the best college football teams in the last couple seasons i mean over the last two years there's only two teams two teams that have the best winning percentages right that's georgia and michigan michigan georgia 26 and one over the last 27 you know what michigan is 25 and 2. Right there. For all you Ohio for all you Ohio fans, that's simple math. Add it up. Pretty easy. Um if you if you don't, if you can't DM me like you have been over the last couple days and I'll break it down for you morons. We'll go ahead and do that. Um anyways, we're money mayweather right there. We're the best second-half team in college football. We measure you out, we figure out what you're doing and then we destroy you. One of the main things that I really, really love about that is what I just found out about in this game. And we all heard it. They said that Jesse Minter brought in, or they call it out every 
every game, right? They say, what do you envision? Uh, let's see, there's a thing that they call it. Please, oh, speak it into existence. Speak it into existence. Holy crap, do I love that. That is one of my favorite things I've heard that any coach has done in a long time. So every Friday, I think it is, right? I, I'm probably wrong on the days, but some once, once a week, he has the defensive guys go around and speak into existence what they're going to do to help win that game. They write it all down, and then on Sunday, after the game, they post the results. And then they start checking off all the things they did. And he said it's amazing how much they actually check off. Love that. Love Jesse Mentor. Love Jess, love everything Jesse Mentor does is impressive. Speak it into existence. Mother effer. That is one of the best things I've heard all time. I mean, if you ask Don Brown, he just yells at a wall and whatever happens, happens. I, I yell aggressively and things will happen. Yes, like uh, 62 to 39 ass whooping. That's what happens when you just yell at anything. I uh, love you, Don Brown, but glad we don't have you. Um, a lot of just, I mean, this was everything on a day, on a day that kind of was a microcosm of college football, right? I mean, today was an interesting day. You had the GOAT college football uh, coach of all time, Nick Saban, on his knees, begging, making horrible, horrible pitches just to get into the playoff. To get into the playoff, this the great coach of all time, Nick Saban, was pandering to a bunch of morons on a college football halftime show. Reggie Bush, you're trying to make your case to Reggie Bush? Are you kidding me? And the only one slimier than, oh my God, then you've got Urban Meyer. You're going to make your case to one of the creepiest, most horrible humans in Urban Meyer. Give me a break. But there he was, fucking saving. Oh, this is our pitch to be in the playoff. Bro, your team shouldn't even be ranked sixth. Last time I checked, Tennessee ranked seventh. Didn't Tennessee beat you? How the F are you sixth? That's Boo and the Buckaroos basically just giving you your props for who you are, that they even gave you sixth. Because if we're going to go by all this mathematical baloney that's going to go on in the next couple days... You shouldn't even be sixth. You shouldn't even be sniffing the playoffs because you're ranked ahead of a team that beat you. Get out of here. Goodbye. See you later. I don't even care what his whole thing was. Well, if if we're up against any other team, would you would you uh, would you favor them over us? And I'll tell you one thing. Yes, I'd favor them all over you. Because here, let's just take common opponents for a second. And I know this is very random and all over the spot, but this is what you've grown to love about this podcast. Uh, let's take common opponents. TCU, Alabama, who do they have in common? Texas. You know who beat Texas better and more convincingly than Alabama? TCU. So, yes, if I've got to pick a fucking team that's going to be playing up against you and I, they're going to be favored, I want to pick TCU. Because if we have to go by common opponents, 
opponents there, old Sabi. It's going to be TCU. It's not going to be you. You should be seventh, not sixth. Tennessee should be there. A dead duck that isn't going to go anywhere, just like your damn team this year. And if Boo and the Buckaroos decide they're going to throw all this shit into chaos... This is a farce. This is bullshit and this should this is the greatest this is the greatest example of why there should be a 12 team playoff. You should never have a committee that allows a guy named Boo and his buckaroos to decide who's going to go in the playoff. And I know Ward Manuel's a part of it. He's a buckaroo, but guess what? They're going to allow the bucks into the goddamn playoff. I don't want to hear it. Put 12 teams in, and we don't have to have this bullshit. You don't have to have one of the greatest college football coaches in the history of college football pandering just to get into the four-team playoff. If we had a 12-team playoff, he'd shut his stupid mouth and get into the goddamn playoffs with grace like a gentleman. But now he's on his knees begging with his hat out to Reggie Bush, who does Wendy's commercials. You think that's something that we need? We need Nick Saban, the greatest college football coach, on his knees pandering to Reggie Bush? Get out of here. Reggie Bush, I mean, he couldn't tame Kim Kardashian. We're going to have Nick Saban begging to this fool? Get out of here with this bullshit. I don't even want to hear it. It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing that Nick Saban even went on TV in his nice little library that he had there to beg on his hands and knees to a bunch of losers, especially that Mike Hill. Oh, that Mike Hill. Last week, oh, his name was Ike Hill because he's a pandering bitch who's like, oh, we don't use M's over here in in uh, uh, Columbus. And you know who set him straight? The man, Charles Woodson. He goes, well, you know what? Up north, we use our M, so I'm going to call you Mike. And you know what? From here on out, I'm going to call you Bitch Hill. I'll tell you that right now, Mike. Because if you can't stand up and be a man and say, I'm Mike, I'm not going to pander to you, Columbus, and you, Urban. It's ridiculous. It is so – it's the worst halftime. The the whole panel sucks. I mean, they're all – Pussies. First of all, can you get any? Can you get a whole panel of people who hate Michigan more? Some fool named Mike Hill who doesn't even know football, but yet is going to just disgrace his own name that his parents gave him just to pander to Columbus and Urban fucking Meyer. And then you go with what? Oh, oh, Brady Quinn. Oh my God, a Notre Dame guy, not like Michigan. Shocker. Give me a break. U.S. Then two U.S.C. slappies who butt-fucked each other into the greatest USC teams ever. I don't give a shit about you, Reggie Bush, and then you, Matt Liner. Matt Liner's the greatest, one of the great quarterback disappointments in NFL history. I mean, well, along with many other USC disappointments at quarterback. And then you, Reggie Bush, what the hell? You won the Heisman. You looked like you were a video game player, the way how you dominated all that in the college. And then you came into the NFL and just sucked ding-dong. And then, oh, oh, and then we're going to leave it to Urban Meyer to, to, you know, nail it down. Oh, well, geez, I wonder if he hates Michigan. Wow, we have these slappies sitting around trying to criticize Michigan. Oh, and then shocker, when Michigan's dominating, they start sucking at our teats. Wow, amazing. Way to stand your ground, morons. I mean, give me a break. I'm getting sick and tired of these idiots that just come on. Oh, well, well, Michigan's this and all. I don't think Michigan do that. And then all of a sudden, 
Oh, well, Michigan's one of the the best two teams in college football. Oh, really? What, what, when did that fucking slap you in the face? When we beat the shit out of Ohio and then we dismantled Purdue, which is a better college football team than Ohio? Give me a break. This is it's disrespectful is what it is to Michigan. It's disrespectful. Just suck it and let's move on. Um, I don't even know where I'm at. I'm just so annoyed with most of this. Oh, once again, hello, Michigan. We're amazing. I mean, we let this amazing offensive football team who's much greater than Ohio move up and down between the 20s. And then, then guess what? They get into the red zone. Nothing for you. Uh, no entry. Uh, you cannot enter the club. All right. A lot. <laughs> no, thanks. Just like Urban Meyer says to fat chicks, no entry, please. I will not be talking to you. I'm going to be cheating on my wife at my bar. Thank you very much. Um, so much better. I mean, our, our red zone defense was amazing tonight. I mean, in the second half, we outscored Purdue, just like we do all other teams, 29 to 9. Unbelievable. Uh, I mean, our future is incredibly bright. I know I probably already covered this, but look at all the major players who did something today. Okay. Derek Moore. Unbelievable. Uh, Freshman, I think. Uh, You've got J.J. McCarthy. Sophomore. Edwards. Sophomore. Will Johnson. True freshman. Um, I mean, there's probably more. Oh, Mason Graham. True freshman. I mean, so many players making big plays that are way younger than we've ever had make big plays. Unbelievable. This Michigan football team is built to win, and they look amazing at this point. I mean, just phenomenal. Um, how about JJ throwing his first interception in 148 uh, pass attempts? Phenomenal. I think that's the best in the Big Ten. Um, let's see here. I wrote down a a smattering of notes just because I got home late from work. Yes, I still work and I did pick tonight to work instead of trying to get it off because yes, I was very confident Michigan was going to face plant Purdue. I was, even though Purdue is much better than Ohio. We all know that it's been proven. It's facts. It's science. Don't, don't question it. Don't question the science or you're stupid. All right. Don't do it. Uh, Charlie Jones is much better than Marvin Harrison Jr. And O'Connell is a million times better than, uh, what is it, DJ Stroud? DJ Strand? I don't know what his name is, but he's a loser. But I'm sure uh, Ohio, just based off their name and their money, is going to sneak their way into the playoff because SC sucks ding-dong. So I'm sure that's how that's going to go. But anyways, um, yeah, I think I covered it all, actually. I mean, uh, Edwards, hello, uh, 200 yards against the awful Ohio defense. And, oh, yeah, by the way, uh, still, I know you call it, it's, Ohio is in the Big Ten. But it sure did look a lot like a Big 12 defense. If you watch that Big 12 championship game, yes, you saw a lot of Jim Knowles all over the place. Stinky defense is what I saw. Stinky defense. And it shows up. I'm just saying it just shows up. So I can't wait to what the playoff holds. But hey, here we go. So let's get to the boo and the buckaroos section of this podcast. And to me, today was a perfect microcosm of college football. 
there's a bunch of shitty conferences and then there's two great conferences and these are the same these are the it's the same argument i've had all season i have told you there are shitty conferences everywhere you look pac-12 sucks big 12 sucks uh acc sucks right you have two good conferences the big 10 and the sec and oh is that a shocker that out of the four teams in the playoffs that number one and number two dominated the two teams they played in their conference championship games and then the two questionable conferences that just happened to be there because of diversity i'm kidding but still you know what i mean um SC got bitch slapped once again, even worse by Utah, which is Michigan light. And then also, too, you've uh, the Big 12, where Kansas State once just bitch slapped TCU. And if, I mean, to give you an idea of how bad the defensive play calling was for Kansas State. For TCU to even get in, to even tie it, to go into overtime, their quarterback had to run like 8 million times in a row. And Kansas State didn't figure it out. Didn't figure it out. They couldn't, TCU couldn't pass the ball to save their life. Couldn't do anything. But he started running three or four times in a row in the same drive. And Kansas State had no clue what was going on. When he ran in for that touchdown, he I think he ran four straight times. And Kansas State had no clue. And then on a crossing route, they had no idea that's what was going to happen. That's Big 12 defense for you. Big 12 defense for you. And then if you think Michigan's goal line play calling is awful, I ask you to go back and watch TCU call four of the dumbest plays I've ever seen in overtime in overtime to lose that game your quarterback ran four straight times this the series before but you have eight inches to get into the end zone and you hand it off to everyone but your quarterback and i'm supposed to think that tcu is one of the best three teams in college football and my team michigan should be scared of tcu with that kind of play calling with that kind of forethought get the f out of here how am i supposed to be worried about fucking tcu when they don't understand eight inches now most of them probably don't measure up to that if you know what i mean in the bedroom wink wink but still if you don't know what eight inches is Ask your biggest blackest friend or even your biggest whitest dude. I'm sure they're hanging low to their kneecaps and they can tell you what eight inches is. Either way, hand it off to your quarterback and let him try and get it in. Much like what they tell all the cheerleaders after the game. Hey, just let me kind of get it in. There ain't nobody humping tonight in TCU because that was pathetic. Okay, pathetic. Um. So TCU limps in at three and they should the only reason why they're in is because alabama has two losses if there was a one loss alabama team pound sand tcu you wouldn't even be in it essie uh or i should say southwest uh, or uh west coast oklahoma decided to bend over and let utah just do what utah does i mean Literally, I think that was a 
jail rape, I think it's called, in, in the communities? I don't know, but that was embarrassing. SC is embarrassing. Uh, the only reason why, oh, but still, I don't even know where I'm going with this. I'm just very, I'm very ashamed of SC. They came in, everyone's sucking at the teats of SC. Oh, SC's this. Oh, SC's back. Oh, my God. They're oh, over the last couple games. Look what they did against Notre Dame. And then all of a sudden, they play a team that plays hard-nosed football. They get punched in the face, and they have no idea how to take it. No idea how to handle it. Did you see the last couple touchdown runs that Utah had? Not one USC player knows how to tackle. I don't even know if they do tackling drills in real life. Maybe you can get that meta stuff and put it in on their f- hands and face and let them do virtual reality tackling. Maybe then they'll be better at it. But I'll tell you, I don't know what they call that, but that wasn't tackling. When a converted quarterback into running back cuts through your defense like butter numerous times, numerous times, and carries, what, three or four SC dudes into the end zone, it's a shame, it's a disgrace, and it's not a shocker. It just really isn't. I Like I've told you, and I want to get out of here because I think I'm rambling and I'm just saying stupid shit at this point. But there's only two real conferences in college football right now. And that's the Big Ten and the SEC. And the way I see Boone the Buckaroos setting all this up, okay, is that you will have number one, Georgia, number two, Michigan, number three, TCU, and number four, Ohio the third best team in the Big Ten, because we all know Purdue's better. And then you will have Georgia beat the piss out of Ohio because their defense is for shit. And you, it it just sets up for me to have a really, really great playoff because I'm going to watch Michigan beat the pants off of TCU. I'm going to watch Ohio get beat down by Georgia. And then hopefully by the grace of God, we beat Georgia. Even if not, we're playing for a national title, and I'm happy as pig and shit. So if we win or if we lose, we still are playing for a national title. And Ohio got their ass beat in twice in two or, well, back-to-back weeks for them because they didn't play in any conference championship. They backed their way in. So uh, there you go. Anyways, I want to get out of here. It's a great, it's just, it's been a great season, a great couple weeks to be a, a Michigan Wolverine. It has just been great to be a Michigan Wolverine. And always and forever, guys, go blue.